Hello friends, I am God's Time Isuko. Welcome back to our 8th episode of our series, Holiness in a World of Evil. Our scriptural text is Romans 12, 1 and 2. The Bible says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We left up last week by saying only a life of constant dependence upon the Savior is a life of holiness. This is the way to live a holy life, constant depending upon the Savior. After the Holy Spirit has led us to see our true condition and seek after holiness, He will help us to bring forth fruits of the Spirit. That's why Paul in Galatians 2 verse 20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. This is the essence of the whole gospel. But this practical lesson has been overlooked without the faith in Christ we shall never be able to stand all through the testing time that is soon to come upon God's professed people. The message of righteousness by faith is a message of complete victory through Christ in this life, in this very nature. It is essentially the message of holiness in a world of evil. This is the message that will usher in the return of Christ. So often, there are theological debates about whether sin can really be overcome in this life. But the fact is, sin was never God's first choice from the start. Sin originally separated man from God and if we want to be restored to see God's face throughout eternity, we must overcome sin in all its known forms. This is how practical Christianity is. John wrote in 1 John 3 verse 6, Whosoever abided in him sinned not. Whosoever sinned had not seen him, neither known him. In the book, Sanctified Life, page 11, and say why those who are self-confident and trust in their own perfection of character lose their false robe of righteousness when subjected to the storms of trial. The truly righteous, who sincerely love and fear God, wear the robe of Christ's righteousness in prosperity and adversity alike. You see, Paul makes this matter clear in a couple of verses we will be seeing throughout this presentation. But I want to encourage every one of us who has a deep love for the scriptures to do a deep Bible study on the book of Romans chapter 6 to 8. It may change your view of what Christian living is all about. Because this is where true holiness is. Paul writes in Romans 12 verse 1, I beseech you therefore brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Romans 6 is a chapter that we may give lip service to simply because it is in the Bible, but when it comes right down to it, we really don't believe Romans chapter 6 as it is written without reinterpreting it. The whole book of Romans is dealing with the subject of holiness and it builds up to Romans 2 of 1 and 2, which is our theme verse. Romans 6, 1 to 7. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid! How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not 
that so many of us have been baptized into Christ, were baptized into his death, therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Verse 5, For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Verse 6 now, Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Verse 7, For he that is dead is freed from sin. If you died to sin, sin no longer has dominion in your life. It no longer reigns in your life as king. It no longer controls you, of course. Our sinful nature remains, but you are no longer controlled by it. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. That's what Romans 1 verse 16 says. So when Paul calls us to be holy, he knows that as we accepted to be children of God, we were given power to live a holy life. That's why he said in Romans 12 verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, because you have accepted Christ, because the power has been given to you, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of the Lord, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. When we accept Christ, our life is to be accompanied by the power to live a holy life. And anytime holiness is underemphasized, you can be sure that that is not the true gospel. It is not about more and more grace so we can keep right on sinning and be covered until Jesus comes. It is so we will die to sin and live no longer in it. This is the marriage covenant which Romans 7 brings out more clearly. In baptism, we are to be crucified with Christ. If we die his death, we shall have his resurrection and then Galatians 2.20 will be fulfilled. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says we shall live a life of holiness when we die with Christ. Therefore today I say, like Paul, I beseech you therefore brethren, by the mercies of the Lord, let us present our bodies that have been purchased by the precious blood of Christ, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. As we do this, may the Lord bless us. In Jesus' name, Amen.